Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together, for you. All right, welcome to episode seven of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm glad you're here. What would it be like if you could guarantee yourself that you would never get in your own way? What if you decided to do something and you knew that you could just get yourself to do it consistently, no matter what else happens in your life, and get the results that you want to see? That's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. I'm going to talk to you about how to harness your thinking and make it work for you. Before we start, I just wanted to invite you to download my top 10 tips for lasting weight loss uh, that I have over on my website. You can check it out at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. And if you want more of my tips, you can get some of my best ones by signing up for the emails. If you scroll down to the bottom of the website page, there's a link there to enter your email address and you can get uh, my tips as well as things like recipes and other tips that might not make it into the podcast. All right, let's get going. Today is really, really cold. It is minus 30 uh, on the um, weather network and minus 29 on my outside thermometer. And just before recording this podcast, I just got back from going for a run. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I want to demonstrate how I use today's topic in my life to do things consistently, which is really important when you're working on a long-term weight loss and you're trying to keep the weight off and get out of the up and down dieting cycle. Uh, so I have to tell you, I'm okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, it, it honestly wasn't that bad. I dressed appropriately for it. I wear about four layers, top and bottom, two toques. My entire face is covered. If you want to see a picture, uh, head over to the podcast um, blog page, which is www.weightsolutions.forphysicians.ca slash thoughts. And I'll post a picture of myself there. So there were a lot of years where I would run when the weather was nice. And then as soon as the weather wasn't very nice, I would come up with a lot of different reasons about why I shouldn't run. It was going to be uncomfortable. It was going to be too hot, too cold, too wet, too sloppy. The snow would be too soft. It would be too slippery. Lots and lots of different reasons. And here's a secret. Where I live, there are more days that are not nice than there are days that are nice. The Winters are long, the winters can be cold, They are. we have lots of snow, but also then in the summer there's days where it can be actually really hot and can be uncomfortable to get out running because of those reasons. And this made it really hard for me to build a consistent exercise habit and particularly a consistent running habit. Because the secret too is also I would make those reasons and even though I had alternatives, I could go run on a treadmill or ride my an indoor bike or something I didn't actually do that the uh, the excuse worked to just make it so I didn't exercise that day and then about a few years ago I realized I was getting in my own way and this was important to me 
not necessarily from a weight loss perspective, and we'll talk about exercise and weight loss on a future episode, but it was important to me because some of the goals I was working on were running related goals, and in order to achieve them, I was going to have to be consistent. So I changed my thoughts about running outside in different weather. I bought proper gear, um, and I just make myself get it done. Uh, I use specific thoughts to get myself to do it. And again, there's lots of times I need this, like if the weather's bad or if I'm feeling tired and I don't actually want to get out of bed, uh, if I have work that I feel like I should get done instead of running. There's lots of times where my brain will come up with reasons why I shouldn't be actually doing the run. And so one of the thoughts that has been really helpful for me is a saying that's from Dimity McDowell from Another Mother Runner, uh, which is a podcast that I listen to lots Uh, particularly when I was trying to get my running habit going consistently. But she always says, don't think, just go. And I even have shoe tags from them that go on my laces that say, don't think, just go. Because if you start thinking, you can totally talk yourself out of something. Whereas if you just do it and just say, this is what I'm doing and I'm just going to do it without thinking about it, uh, you can get stuff done. And that applies to more than just running. That applies to following what you set out as your meal plan. It applies to eating the food you prepared from home instead of going out. It applies to ordering what you know you should be ordering from the menu instead of being swayed from all the other stuff that's on there that looks delicious. And the other way I also approach this is I usually just remind myself that reality is not as bad um, as what I think it's going to be. The, the image in my mind about how horrible it's going to be is worse than what it actually is when I'm out there. So the way I pictured what minus 30 weather was going to feel like today it was nowhere near what it actually felt like. It was, you know, it was cold and I had to cover up and keep my skin covered, but I was reasonably comfortable when I went out for my run. And again, that's applicable to other stuff too like when I think about food when my brain really gets going it can tell me stories about how deprived I'll be if I don't eat a certain thing or how disappointed I'll be or how disappointed other people might be lots of different thoughts and yet the reality is when I don't actually eat those foods and I just choose a salad or something else I'm totally fine like my thoughts make it sound worse than what it actually will be um and, you know, there's so many positives to getting something done regularly and, and teaching yourself that you can do it. So for me, the running, when I get it done regularly, my mood is better. I have less stress. I feel a sense of accomplishment. Um, and I'm just more focused through my day. And by doing it regularly, I've taught myself that there's those positives that have ripple effects through my day which again then makes it more easy for me to do it more regularly because I can see the positives. And like I said, I think there's a lot of power in teaching yourself that you can actually choose to do something, decide you're going to do it, and make yourself follow through. Um, And building that integrity with yourself and that self-actualization where you almost change your identity, what you, how you think about yourself and Go from somebody who feels maybe powerless in certain situations or feels out of control in situations to somebody who feels that, you know, 
I'm confident I can decide what I want to do and do that thing in any particular situation. And that can expand from, I'm using the example of running, sorry, uh, but that can expand to almost every aspect of your life. Now, I'm not saying that everybody should go out and start running in crazy weather. But I am saying that almost universally, we as humans get in our own way with our thoughts. And the good news is we can get out of our way and achieve amazing things through our thoughts. We just have to learn how to use them and pay attention to them. So there's a lot of different approaches. If you go online or read self-help books, there's lots of different ways of approaching this and describing it. But the it really essentially boils down to versions of cognitive behavioral therapy. So using our thoughts and looking at our thoughts and how they impact our behavior. Uh, The model that I like and I find easiest to apply to my life and have applied to my weight as well as other aspects uh, is from Brooke Castillo at the Life Coach School podcast. If you haven't listened to her podcast, it's really good and it covers not just weight stuff, but covers a lot of just how we approach our life and how do you go about your life actually feeling good in it and um, feeling in control of how you feel and how you think. Uh, So it's worth a listen if you haven't. Um, And she uses this thought model that she created as a base for a lot of her teaching. Uh, If you've listened to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast by Katrina Ubel, she also uses this a lot. She was taught by uh, Brooke. Um. But I think hearing different people explain a topic like this is useful. So if you've listened to them, I think it's still useful to listen to this episode because the more you hear it explained in slightly different ways, the more chance that it will click for your brain and then that you can start building and using it. Okay, so the thought model has five parts. Um, Usually if you write them down, you write them vertically on a page so one per line the first one is circumstances the next line is thoughts then feelings then actions and then results so circumstances are facts they're the hard truths that could be argued in a court of law so a circumstance would be your weight so the particular number on the scale which is the measure of your gravitational pull on earth is a circumstance. What you think about that weight or any negative or positive layers you would add to that is thoughts. They don't, they're not actual circumstances. So they may feel true to you. They may feel like your circumstance, but it's generated through thoughts. The, The true fact that you could argue in a court of law would be what the actual number on the scale is. So your circumstances can trigger thoughts, kind of like what I just talked about. Your thoughts are what your brain thinks. And that so when a circumstance has a particular negative or positive feel to it, generally that negative or positivity is coming from the thoughts that you're thinking about it. Your thoughts then cause feelings. So depending on what you think about a particular circumstance, that will affect what your feelings or your emotions are about it. But I think this is important that a lot of thoughts happen so fast that we don't actually notice that they're there. So we see a circumstance 
or are in a circumstance and then have emotion related to it. And we think it's just an immediate uncontrollable response. But when you slow it down, there is a middle ground of thoughts in there. So all feelings and emotions are caused by your thoughts. And that means that we can modify our thoughts and modify how we feel about a certain circumstance. Our feelings then influence our actions. And the actions are just what we what we do in a day, what happens. And then our actions create the results in our life. And generally, the results you get, your brain then can use that to feedback as give yourself proof of your original thought. So I wanted to do an example um, for how how this works. And this is an example from my own life and my own weight loss history and something that I worked on when I was first learning this. And I think I'll write this out on the blog post because sometimes it might be hard to listen to it and totally picture it. So if you go to the blog post, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca slash thoughts, then um, you can see it typed out, which for some people that might be easier. So if we think of a circumstance of being a doctor and having a busy day, so, you know, an example for me would be like being booked in the office, but then being called to the hospital or have extra demands put on you, more phone calls from pharmacy or phone calls from patients that um, just add extra demands to the day. And so the thought I used to have related to that would be, I can't keep up or I, I can't get this all done. Or another thought would be, I'm just too busy today. And when I think that sort of thought, the feeling it generates in me is feeling stressed and feeling overwhelmed. Then what happens when I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed from those thoughts in a busy day is I would head to a drive through and eat French fries. That was what my brain would tell me was the right thing to fix the busy day. And uh, the result that I would get from that was either I would gain weight or I wouldn't lose because sometimes this was happening to me even when a lot of other days uh, or other parts of the day were actually going well. But then I would have these frequent eating episodes related to this feeling of being stressed and overwhelmed and that would make it so I wasn't getting weight loss results despite all the other work I was doing. And I wonder, like, when while you're listening to this, can you think of examples of that in your life where there's areas where you're doing really well and you're feeling in control, but then there's little pieces where you're essentially sabotaging your efforts. And, and sometimes those pieces feel very hard to change and feel like they're out of your control. And it, it's those pieces that it's worthwhile doing this type of work on to try to figure out. So what I realized from doing this is, you know, for a long time, I thought it was just the French fries. I just couldn't resist French fries because they're just too salty and too good. Um, but I realized it wasn't actually the French fries that were the issue in my life. The French fries were a coping mechanism my brain had developed to deal with the stress, busyness and overwhelm that started way earlier in my day or maybe earlier in the week. 
And that, that those feelings were actually being created by how I was thinking about my days and my work. So I worked to change the model. And it's simple to say this, but this took a fair bit of work to try to figure out. And, and it took working with my own life coach to really build awareness of telling when I was starting to get into this kind of what I call a swirl of feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Uh, but what I did is I realized, so if I have a busy day, I can think, oh, I'm never going to get this done and I'm never going to finish and I'm going to be late and all those sorts of thoughts that then create stress in my life. Or I can choose to think something like, I just need to focus and I'll get everything done. Or it's okay if I'm going to be a little bit late. And though just changing those thoughts, which those thoughts are still very true, because I, I do get everything done. And I imagine a lot of you, even on a busy day, you know, the important work still gets done. But just changing those thoughts just that little bit then creates a totally different feeling in me. It then makes me feel in control of my day. I feel more grounded. I don't get into that swirl type feeling where I just keep escalating my own stress level. And then when I'm feeling in control and grounded and feeling like I'm getting my work done, then I have no problems with eating. I eat the lunch that I brought and I enjoy it and it's satisfying. And I don't get the same cravings to go places like fast food or have the French fries and then so the then that's the action. And then the result is that I get my work done. I leave work feeling fairly good. I don't overeat and I lose weight. So remember, this is a skill that will take practice. Um, it seems very simple and just be careful if your brain goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. We can do that. That's we do that already. Because I think that's the deceptively simple part of it. The piece that's hardest or the initial piece that you need to work on if you want to use this is to build awareness. So there are a lot of thoughts that go on in your mind that you do not have awareness of. Even if you're actually consciously working on some of this, there's probably still a lot of thoughts that we don't have awareness because they happen so fast and we're distracted and we're busy. Um, and then the, the next piece is building awareness of the impact those thoughts are having on you. So if you have thoughts that are negative about yourself, pay attention to how that impacts you. You know, if you're always thinking kind of negative body image type thoughts, that's going to have a negative impact on your emotions. And then it's probably going to impact your actions and it's probably going to impact the results that you're getting. Versus if you can change those thoughts just slightly to be more neutral, or if you're able to change them to be more positive, that again will have a ripple effect on what your feelings are and what actions you end up taking and what results you start getting. So journaling can help you with the stages of figuring out and just building awareness of what the thoughts are and how they're impacting you. So you start just by writing out just free journaling, writing what's in your head at that particular time. You can ask yourself a question. Um, like if you're feeling anxious or something, you can ask yourself a question of why am I feeling anxious and just journal everything that comes out. And then you look at those thoughts, choose one that is not serving you and put it into that model. So the circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, results 
and write it out. And so if you write a particular thought, pay attention to, okay, how do I feel if I'm thinking that thought? Write down the emotion. Write down how would I act if I'm feeling this feeling? And then if I act that way, what results do I get? Um, and then you can move on kind of next level would be then, okay, how could I change this thought to generate a different feeling? Or how do I want to think? Or how would I like to feel? And changing it to make it work better for you. You can also work on just building awareness around your behaviors. So, you know, if you catch yourself, like my example about the French fries, when I was first starting this, some of the awareness was while I was eating the French fries. So I'd already gone through the drive through and was eating the French fries and then kind of thinking, okay, well, what happened there? Like what happened today? What was I thinking? What was going on that ended up with me uh, going through a drive through And you may find over time you can start catching yourself earlier in the process. So initially it happens, you know, maybe once the behaviors happen, but then over time you can start catching yourself earlier and eventually catch yourself before the behavior or eventually catch yourself before you generate the emotion that causes the craving, that causes the behavior. So don't panic if this seems overwhelming. Just take small steps to practice it. It's a skill that will take practice and it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to fix everything overnight. You're not going to suddenly be in total control of all your thoughts and never have any of the behaviors you're wanting to change. But with practice and just with consistency and patience with yourself, you can build up to where you feel much more in control of these situations. And so my question for you is how do you want to incorporate incorporate this into your life how are you going to practice it to build that skill so it starts to work for you and if you can't come up with an idea what I would suggest is giving yourself five minutes a day to just do some journaling about your thoughts um, and just start building that awareness of what's going on in your head and deciding do I like these or don't I and do I want to change them we're gonna this is a big topic we're gonna talk more about Uh, the mind stuff that deals with weight loss in future episodes. So don't worry if you feel you still have questions. If you do have questions, head over to the website um, and put them into the comments or email me at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and I'll keep track of them and answer them in another episode. Uh, And I, I think, you know, this is really important stuff. When we think about weight loss, so many diet plans are about what to eat and what not to eat. And that is important for just the, you know, metabolic changes that you need to have happen. But I really think that this stuff, the mind work, is what makes the difference between do you just lose weight and regain versus are you able to lose weight and keep those behaviors that help you lose weight going for your lifetime and maintain a weight loss. I think if this work isn't done, then again, we get in our own way, we trip ourselves up, and we end up overeating or going back to old behaviors and starting to regain some weight. So I really encourage you to, to think about working on this and and practicing it. And just know that sometimes this work will feel uncomfortable. Some of these thoughts that may come up are going to be deep rooted, like they might might have been in your brain about um, since you were a kid. And they may feel like very firm truths, but truths 
you get to choose what you think is true in your life and you can modify truth. So something that you think is totally true now doesn't actually, you don't have to still think it's true in another year or, or you could even start working on it now if you don't think it's helpful for you. So if you want more help, I can help you figure out what thoughts might be going on and impacting your life and your weight loss efforts uh, through my one-on-one coaching. Uh, If you'd like more help and you want that personalized touch where you have a go-to person to help figure all this tough stuff out, then head over to the website weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca on the main page there's links as well as on the work with me page where you can book a free introductory session where we just get on the phone or on a video conference call and just chat about what your struggles are and how I can help you. All right, well, have a fantastic week. I would love it if you drop me an email, let me know what you're finding helpful, what you're working on, what you would like to know more about. You can help inform future topics in the podcast if you want, or head to the webpage and leave a comment. Uh, If you are enjoying this, I appreciate it if you could leave an iTunes review um, and share the podcast, let your friends who might benefit from it know, as well as subscribe so you know about any new episodes. And now for a quick disclaimer, this podcast contains general education information on weight loss for physicians. I'm not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing.